The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. This is Wednesday, and uh, we're good, taking a different format this week. Uh, uh, I do this show, as I've said before, for my sons, Bobby and Jack. His friends, with, uh, Their friends would join in, and uh, they would ask me questions. And so this is a back-to-basics uh, uh, presentation, if you will. Part of a three-part series. We're going to put a series. We're going to put them out over the next few months. And this is... The culmination of, of 25 years uh, interviewing thousands of CEOs, thousands of CFOs to get to what really matters in stock. So the three parts were going to be, number one, uh, cut to the chase, get to what really matters. Number two, what to look for in financial statements. And third is going to be battle scars, things I wish I had asked that I didn't that now I do. So um, I'm blessed to have done this with, with Eddie Antoine in a great mentor of mine from Chartwell and Foster Freeze, Freeze Associates, may he rest in peace. And by the time we sat down and, and talked to and interviewed managements, we knew what the heck was going on. So a couple of points I wanted to make. I do this, most people don't, but I do this charts first, fundamentals second. And I've always done the fundamental work, but I always had a promising chart like you see here, uh, uh, AMN Healthcare in this case, that, and I was surprised by this, man. I kind of pulled this, uh, I've been having this, I had this interview sheet lying around and I pulled it out and this is a buy we put together, I put together, January 21st, 2013, yes, 10 years ago, that's how long I've been doing this, uh, at 1268. And by the time I left the firm I was at, it was the stock was at 40, uh, double my price target, by the way, which is why I don't pay much attention to them. And the stock's at 105 right now. So uh, a huge winner, frankly, much bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, the other part of this is I'm going to, and this is worth the price of admission, I want you to learn how to ask open-ended questions and then shut up. It's very tough to do, but if you're going, if you're interviewing companies to invest in, or you're you're at a job interview, it's a great skill to develop. Ask open-ended questions: who, what, why, etc., and then shut up and really listen to the answer. And that's been uh, invaluable to me. I would used to go to other meetings, and people would would chime in and just show how smart they are and what they knew. And you don't learn anything that way. You learn by asking open-ended questions and shutting up. And then for my University of Houston friends and my Bucknell uh, Student Managed Investment Fund friends and elsewhere, uh, I, this is a great technique that I want you to develop. Come up when you decide to buy, write down five or ten reasons why you're buying the stock, and then monitor those. And if those change, especially if they deteriorate, then start getting the sell tickets out. So here we go. This is AMN Healthcare Services. Uh, they, they are a nurse staffing company, predominantly. 
uh, healthcare staffing where uh, someone needs a radiologist in Poughkeepsie. Uh, you need to have uh, nurses down in, in Orlando to take care of snowbirds in the winter and, you know, flexible staffing. And uh, uh, Susan uh, uh, Salco was the, the founder, a nurse, and saw this wonderful niche. So I'm going to go through what I came up with as my buy reasons, and then I'll go through how the interview process works. Um, uh, they went from 10 to 100 managed service provider accounts, meaning they had uh, a, a hunting license where they basically were the first call for anybody at a particular hospital if they needed any kind of specialty, oncology nurse, radiologist, etc., they would get the call. They had acquired med finders, and they were uh, paying the debt down faster than than most people expected out of free cash flow. They had debt at five and three quarters, and that interest expense line was coming down more rapidly. Uh, they had scale and first mover advantage. They were number one in the industry. I think they still are today, frankly. This is a big one. Obamacare helps them. I know this sounds dated, and I know you're younger than me, almost all of you, but it's just this simple, and sometimes simple works. You had uh, uh, people getting coverage under Obamacare that they didn't have before, and so they were going to be utilizing more healthcare services, and they needed more people to take care of them, period. And, you know, it's just that that uh, simple. And it was underappreciated at the time. And, oh, by the way, I don't care about your politics or, or, or your view on socialized medicine or what have you. It is what it is. It got approved, and it benefited this stock, obviously, dramatically. Uh, earnings estimates too low. When we started this, the earnings estimate was $0.72 cents in 2014. I thought it was going to be a dollar. That's a big uh, uh, built-in upside surprise that the street like. And here's my uh, view on uh, price targets. I keep it simple. I said that the, the price-earnings ratio was 20, and it, I don't see any reason why that's not going to be maintained over the next 12 months. I think the real number is going to be a dollar next year. The stock goes from 12.68 to 20, up 57%. Again, Simple works a lot of the time. It really, really does. So let's get into, picture this. I'm sitting down with the CEO who I've never met before. I know a little bit about the company, but I don't know everything. And this is another great question that applies in general. Uh, and I bring this up to Jack and Bobby and everybody else as well. Uh, to make this a habit. When you sit down and meet somebody for the first time, I do this all the time, but especially with companies. Say, please give me your path. Tell me what you, uh, uh, what you did before, how the company found you, or you found the company. Then shut up. What have I just done? I basically said, please talk about your favorite subject, you, and tell me all about you. And I didn't care sometimes if this took up half the interview. I, they, I find out that they played lacrosse, they, they love bowling. I don't care what it was, but it's a great way to start a conversation in 
any circumstance, in my opinion. So I adopted that. Uh, I don't have all the details from this conversation 10 years ago, but I know Susan, the CEO, was a nurse. She you know, started this at, at, the, uh, at the kitchen table with her then-husband, and you could just kind of tell she was really passionate, really cared about it, had a lot of skin in the game, and uh, it was just absolutely fascinating to watch. My next question, pretty important, who are the customers? Who pays you? Who gives you revenues? Then shut up. Now, in this case, it was hospitals, 80% nonprofit, 20% for-profit. That makes sense for, for a nurse and, and physician staffing company. But the reason I ask that is that in other circumstances, you have a big customer concentration. And so if a customer is 15 20% of revenues, you better know about that relationship, whether that goes away uh, in the blink of an eye. In this case, that's, uh, that's not germane. Then I asked... Please break down. Now this, a lot of this is in the financial statements, but I wanted to hear it from then. Please tell me the the uh, break down the revenues for me. Tell me what the growth rate is over the next year, and please give me the margins and what's happening there. And again, shut up. All right. And so what we got there was sixty eight percent of the business was was nurse staffing. Uh, it was growing. It grew 8% the year before. looked like it was going to grow 20 the next year. Margins were 11.5 and stable there, pretty positive. The uh, locum tenens business, which is physician placement, was down 6.5%, was going to positive. EBITDA margins were 8, going back up to 10% plus. So... I, I, and then 4% was, was permanent physician placement that was stable. So, you know, I knew what to follow up on next time. It's nurse staffing, and is that is that locum tenens business turning around? And I would ask that every single time I got in front of them. Who are the competitors? Uh, in this case, cross-country was the main one, CCRN. So I had a public company. If I was at a healthcare conference, I could go in another hour and ask them the same questions and almost say, please tell me why uh, AMN uh, stinks and what you're doing about it or, or how you're taking advantage of it and see what kind of responses you got. And it was absolutely uh, uh, invaluable. Uh, I always ask about competitive advantage, but I asked it in this way, and I recommend you come up with some version of this for yourself. If the number one salesman of your best competitor is winning business from you what are they saying? How are they doing it? And then shut up and find out what they say. And if they say something like, oh, we don't have any competition, walk out of the room because that just doesn't exist. This is the real world and this is capitalism. But find out what they say and then you can throw those questions back at the competitor and see what they come up with. In this case, uh, cross country wasn't investing as heavily and uh, AMN had first move advantage and they had more nurses and they had better fill rates. You know, we need someone in Kansas City and they get the, 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 uh, uh, they get the business. Then I ask about suppliers. You know, in this case, it's uh, you know it's not manufacturing where you're asking. You know, is it lithium or 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 uh, copper uh, supplies or anything like that? It's nurses, but it's also 
a pretty uh, interesting thing to check on. You have a lot of nurse friends say, what do you hear about these people? Do you know anybody who's working for them? What, what do they like? What do they hate? What's their reputation, etc.? And I found that kind of useful. Then I ask uh, who the bull analyst is and who the bear analyst is and find out why their numbers are, are light. So this was Gary Taylor, Bank of America, I think, at the time. And he uh, put out his buy, his first buy in his career on this company right before I met them, uh, was talking about ad- admissions and ER visits going up pretty substantially. He had just taken them on a road show, so he had sat through the presentation 50 times and saw how they took all the uh, slings and arrows from the, the buy side about why the hell I should invest in you. And then uh, he you know, basically said, uh, 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 this is you know, years ago, uh, I don't have any Obamacare upside in my model, and so I just you know, read the tea leaves, so the 72 cents looked more like a dollar to me, and that was pretty good. I also have a bear analyst that I'm not going to mention because the stock worked. But I, I talked to him as well to say, hey, why do you not like these guys? Did they pass you over for the IPO? Uh, uh, did you have a problem with the CEO? Uh, do you hate the business generally? Is it, are, are you spending your time on other things and you need to have some cells out there to balance things out? Uh, you know, what, do you, what do you find there? So... Um, Let's take a quick break, and uh, uh, I'll be right back with Stock Market Authority. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. And we're back. Uh, I want to follow up on my uh, my uh, thoughts on earnings, and it it, it always uh, mattered to me who the high estimate was on the street and why he was low or she was low. And in the case of this, the range was pretty wide. The low in uh, 2013 was 56 cents. The high was 72. A pretty big range for a small company with you know five or six analysts on it, and it really came down to the uh, the interplay I had with Gary and the uh, trade checks and all the other things I was doing to say 
that 72 cents number is wrong, the 56 cents number is wrong, it's going to more likely go to that dollar and that growth rate change from 13 to 14 is going to surprise even the people that thought Obamacare was going to be a big deal. And Obamacare was very, very controversial at the time. And frankly, no one knew what the heck it meant for for all these companies. So you had this sort of wall of worry. You had this this uh, dynamic where the percentage increase in revenues and earnings was accelerating, and you see people like the William O'Neills and the Can Slim discipline of the world gravitate towards that and jump on it. And so once the chart confirmed the fundamental work that I had, we jumped on it. And uh, uh, to go from 13 to 20 to 40 over the course of four years, five years, very, very gratifying. And I wish I had a thousand of them. But that's how the process works. You go to the fundament, you go to the technicals, you see what's promising, you do the fundamental work, you ask open ended questions and shut up, and uh, you try to be right. And then once things work out, you go to all those reasons. You, first of all, you have my technical cell discipline, but then you have the fundamental reasons to say, hey, uh, I bought it for these two reasons. These are starting to slip. I don't like what I'm hearing from the, the, the bull analyst. I don't like what I'm hearing from the competitors. I don't like what I'm hearing from nurses. And then you have reasons to get out. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, please uh, uh, go to my uh, uh, website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Go to bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Tell me what you think about Back to Basics. I hope this has been helpful. I hope to see you real soon. Take care. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.